Welcome to another episode of This Engineering Life, the undergraduate series. I'm Becky Simmons, an associate professor of the practice of mechanical engineering and material science at Duke University. I'm joined with Raina, Sydney, Priya, and Richard, all undergraduate engineering students also at Duke University. In this episode, we're celebrating our seniors. It is the end of the spring 2003 semester, and we have a, a whole bunch of graduating seniors, including two of our co-hosts, Sydney and and Priya. Um, And it's always bittersweet because we are so excited for their next adventures, but sad that they won't be with us in the fall. Well, we hope you enjoy a few of these interviews with our Duke Engineering seniors and with one of our co-hosts, Sydney. Um, And if you have any comments, please reach out to us anytime. Enjoy the episode. Thank you for joining us. Hi everyone, it's Sydney um, and I'm here with my friend Advite and we are doing a senior reflections episode. So crazy that we graduate in, what's today? Wednesday. Um, And so on Sunday, we have our official graduation. Um, Pretty wild, it's been four years, but yeah, welcome Advite. Thank you for coming today. If you want to introduce yourself um, and tell listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Advite. I am graduating as well in just a few days here. I double majored at Duke. Uh, undergraduate degree in biomedical engineering and in computer science. After Duke, I'm going to do some traveling, take some time off, um, but we'll be officially starting full-time work in December. Um, I'll be working at a, a consulting firm in Boston. So um, I guess that's the, the basics. Yeah, awesome. Congratulations on getting a job, <laughs> being employed post-Duke. Thank you. What made you like I guess, want to go into consulting. When I think of BME, I think a lot of like pre-med, um, people who want to work on devices, like what uh, Duke experience or outside of Duke experience caused you to uh, get an interest in that and decide to do that full-time post-grad? Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I was actually pre-med. Um, I ended up taking <laughs> most most of the pre-med courses. Um, so it's, it kind of sucks maybe that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about not doing pre-med right now. Um, but I... I think the thing that really changed it for me, it started two years ago. I did an internship at a biotech startup in, uh, in Colorado back home. And I, I did a lot of like actual research work in the lab over the summer, but uh, I decided to continue the internship into the school year. And I did more like uh, market analytics work. I did like strategy analysis and like business development stuff which I actually found to be really interesting. Um, It kind of looked at the same, you know, the same sphere, like biomedical engineering, uh, pharmaceuticals, life sciences, but kind of from a different perspective that I hadn't personally explored before. Um, And as I said, I found it really interesting. So that year I applied for a consulting internship, was fortunate enough to get it. And last year I interned at uh, Clearview Healthcare Partners in New York um, doing healthcare consulting, which I I didn't know if I'd enjoy it first. I know there's a lot of, um, I guess, uh, stereotypes about consulting, um, some of which are true. But overall, I think the work was really fulfilling. Um, it was really interesting just to be able to dive into a project with, you know, not so much prior knowledge as an intern um, and then be able to do all the research build from the ground up and just come up with an answer to a pretty complicated question. So 
I found that I enjoyed that work a lot. And I guess that's what led me down the, the consulting kind of path. And now I, as I said, I'm going to be doing consulting full time. Um, and I'm actually applying to, or I guess have applied waiting to hear back to business school. So we'll see how that goes. Wow. Look at you. That's so exciting. It sounds like you. um, your, your consulting, I guess, experience use a lot of like the um, problem solving techniques of engineering like you said taking a really complex problem and, and breaking it down to find solutions so totally makes sense why why I guess you can go down that route from BME for sure um, I think it's really it's really iterative too like a lot of the a lot of what we learned in engineering um, especially with the iterative design processes you know you start with something you build upon it maybe you scrap it you go back it's a it's a whole process right um, I think in consulting, it's actually much of the same. Like you start with, uh, you know, you have your question that you're trying to solve the, the client that you're uh, you're working for, and you have an initial idea of how you think things might be or how things should play out, and that kind of changes and morphs over time as you do more research, you acquire more information. It's very iterative, just like the the engineering design process. So I I was surprised maybe to find so many similarities, but I think um, I think an engineering education prepares you surprisingly well for consulting work wow that's awesome that's really really cool to hear i've never had a consulting experience but now you make me <laughs> think that it's it's a super cool um route to to go down and and you know use those skills to help people you know be the best they can be and companies be the best they can be thinking back on your time at duke did you ever have like a favorite class um and who taught it and why did you really enjoy it Ooh, that's a great question one that's immediately coming to mind is the cardiac ultrasound class I took last semester. Um, so BME 543, I think it was, I don't remember the exact uh, the code, mm -hmm. but it was uh, a BME class taught, co-taught by Dr. Von Rahm uh, in BME and uh, Dr. Kislow, who's actually uh, over in the, the med school. Um, I just thought it was it was very interesting in that I don't I don't know if there's another undergraduate class that offers a similar experience, different afflictions that that people can have, different diseases, how they present, things like that. Whereas Dr. Von Rahm would be focusing on the ultrasound portion, so teaching us the mechanics of it, how it works, all about and the anatomy. I think the thing that really made it one of my favorite classes it sort of stood out was the project, which really tied everything together. It was um, a combination of spending time in the hospital to get ultrasound data, which was always clinically relevant because they had asked us to be, you know, mindful of that, of, you know, maybe you're looking at two different disease conditions, or maybe you're looking at two different types of hearts, different ages of people, whatever, you know, the difference happens to be. And then taking that data that you got from ultrasound and using it um, in MATLAB to, you know, work with the data, analyze it somehow, our group in particular looked at the mitral valve annulus. So we were trying to determine how that changes with different disease states. And it was it was very cool to see the difference between uh, somebody who's healthy versus somebody who had a disease. So I just think the the kind of wholeness of the experience. Um, oh, and there were also pig heart dissections. Everybody talks about oh that. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, so we were invited in on Saturday, uh, early in the morning to, to dissect uh, pig hearts. So, you know, all in all, I just think it was a very, very interesting course, a very interesting experience. And I don't, as I said, I don't know if there's another class like that at Duke. 
Yeah, that sounds super cool. And I love how you're like able to take advantage of like all the resources at Duke, like the med school being right there and, and walkable from campus. Um, so you're not just, you know, in the lab all the time doing engineering stuff. It's really awesome that you were able to like integrate, you know, real, I guess, medical world um, stuff into, into your courses. That's super awesome. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I was also at the time I was still pre-med. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, extremely valuable experience if, if you're wanting to become a doctor, I think it's like, it's very directly applicable to some of the stuff that you'd be working with as a doctor. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking of resources at Duke, um, what are things, I guess, outside of engineering that you've really enjoyed um, here at Duke, whether that was like, I don't know if you ever attended, um, if you ever like did some clubs um, or like were involved in the art scene, like what did you do, I guess, outside of Pratt that you really enjoyed? Yeah, for sure. Um, I I think one of my biggest commitments was research. Um, so I've been involved in a lab in the Human Vaccine Institute since freshman year. So that's wow. been... Yeah. Um, a really big uh, a commitment of mine, just really interesting work. We were uh, trying to develop universal vaccines for HIV, coronavirus, and flu. So something I've, I've done. I've also been in a few clubs on campus. So um, the Hindu Students Association, uh, Biomedical Engineering Society, Engineering World Health, and African Nations for Care were kind of the, the big ones here on campus. Um, nice. I also had the opportunity to work with uh, Global Alliance for Medical Innovation, which was an organization out of Harvard to build like a phone app for um, for diagnosis of corneal issues. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was also a pretty cool experience. Other than that, just like kind of socially getting involved at Duke, um, hanging out with different different groups of people and, you know, meeting as many folks as possible, I guess. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love how there's a, like, such a variety in all, all the things here um, involved in. That's really, really cool. Okay, I just have two more questions for you. Um, the first one is, what like advice would you give to your first year self or really any first year um, who's starting out thinking about engineering now that you've gone through the whole process? Like, what would you tell uh, someone who's just starting out? That's a great question. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I'd give is to kind of not be afraid to explore outside of engineering, actually. So I think that one of the things, I at least I noticed first year, was that a lot of the engineering curriculum is kind of laid out for you. Like they tell mm-hmm. you what classes to take and when to take them, um, which personally, when I was a freshman, I thought was a little bit, um, you know, constraining. And so I, I went out of my way to do other stuff. I took um, a lot of my uh, time was spent taking uh, pre-med classes, um, but I actually found a lot of the courses that I loved um, outside of engineering. So whether that was Psych 101, which I thought was was great, or uh, some of the biology classes that I took that were extra. Um, mm-hmm. They were, oh, and I also did Focus. So that was, that was interesting. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But um, all in all, I think it's just like, Expanding your interests is really, really fascinating. Um, and I think you'll get a lot more out of the Duke experience if you take classes that are not all STEM, that are not all uh, in in prep than you will if you avoid those classes. Yes, I totally agree with that. I had a similar experience with um, Fast Connections, actually. Uh, I, you know, I also felt like the Pratt schedule was, was pretty heavy um, and a little bit like like you said, constraining the first um, couple of years. And I was debating like, oh, do I want to overload 
with Bass Connections. Um, but then I did. And that was my first like research experience. And now I'm going to do a PhD, you know. And so I think like yeah. that was a great introduction to something that I really, you know, didn't need to do to graduate, um, but didn't know that it would allow myself to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do and, and things I'm passionate about. My very, very last question for you, um, which may, in my opinion, be the hardest one, is if you had to describe your Duke experience in one word, what would you describe it as? I'd say unexpected um, would be my word. Um, and I think in a good way. Like, I I, I didn't expect to, uh, to join so many groups. Um, I didn't expect to learn as much as I did. Um, I didn't expect to meet as many different and interesting people as I did. Um, and I didn't expect to have as much fun as I did. So I think um, unexpected, different to what I anticipated it was going to be like coming in first year, but um, definitely in a positive way. Like I, I really, you know, I, I really enjoyed the Duke experience overall. So um, I guess that's what I'd go for. Yeah, I love that. So happy that you're leaving it on a good note. And like you had mentioned earlier, you know, trying new things and figuring out what you like and what you don't like and just going down whatever path feels right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Advite, for talking with us. Um, it was great to have you uh, as part of our Senior Reflections episode, and we wish you the best of luck as you, um, I guess, embark on your new adventure in Boston. So definitely stay warm, you know, different weather from North Carolina. So um, of it's exciting. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Hi everyone, um, my name is Sydney and I am here with three of my wonderful friends uh, who I met freshman fall. You may remember our episode in the past on mental health where we talked about the Thrive class. Um, these three students are friends I met in that class and now four years later we're all seniors, <laughs> which is crazy. And we're going to do some senior reflections and talk about how the last four years have been at Duke. Um, so if you all want to go around and introduce yourself with your name, uh, your current major, and maybe what you wanted to come, you thought you wanted to come into Duke as, um, mm. and see if there is a switch between that. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> well, my name is Delusha Lapore. I'm a mechanical engineer, and I did a certificate in innovation entrepreneurship. Um, and I, but I also came in to Duke as a mechanical engineer. I kind of thought like it was the most like broad one I could have gone into, yeah. and then I ended up just really enjoying it—the hands-on aspect and everything. Hi everyone, I'm Mona. I'm a biomedical engineering student. Um, I'm also doing a minor in neuroscience and I came in as BME pre-med. I'm still BME pre-med, um, but I think over the four years I realized that um, pre-med may not be the only thing that I would want to do. I've seen physicians and um, do other things in terms of like business, startups, and health tech, which is something I'm looking forward to, or even research, um, and I guess we'll see where life takes me. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Sarah Habib, and I am doing a double major in electrical and computer engineering and computer science. I came into Duke knowing that I wanted to study electrical engineering, but the computer science um, double major was a, a happy addition. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And as you know, my name's Sydney. Um, I'm also majoring in ECE and CS, but I actually applied to Duke BME pre-med. Um, so I did make a pretty big switch, but uh, I'm still interested in like the application of electrical engineering to healthcare. And so, um, yeah, it's really awesome that all of us have, have had have had different experiences, um, but have found our, our passion and are super excited for these next steps. 
So uh, Mona gave us this great uh, starter question. Uh, what advice would you have given to your first year self? Um, now that you've been through Duke, have seen the highs and lows, um, is there anything you would have changed or what advice do you have for anyone who's just starting out? Should I start? Yeah, <laughs> anyone <laughs> can start. Um, I think for myself, um, I would tell my freshman year me to spend, like make more time for social life and uh, making connections with people more than school. Um, I know that might kind of be like counterintuitive <laughs> for like Duke students to say, oh, you shouldn't be studying. But I feel like I came in with like so much enthusiasm of all like the classes I wanted to take, of all the research I wanted to do. Um, also like this pressure for my parents to like keep up like my name in terms of like within my community and kind of what they had for like immigrant parents as like I'm the first generation to go to school here um in that way I felt too much pressure going in and kind of throughout like COVID like um throughout sophomore year and junior year that I honestly felt burnt out by the end and looking back I feel like I could have prevented that a lot more by finding balance with more friends and um, expanding that social circle because now I'm just making so much time to go out more and just explore Durham which I haven't done in the past <laughs> three years so I think that would be the advice I would give freshman year me. That's great advice definitely I feel like Duke has a work hard play hard culture <laughs> which sometimes uh, makes it hard to balance everything but uh, yeah I totally agree that um, you gain I think more and you like I don't know personally you, have, you should grow as a person, not just as a student when you come to college. Yeah. Anyone else? What would you tell your first yourself? I think that I would not shy away as much from a lot of people um, at Duke, like others, like older students, like faculty, alumni that you like talk to. They're always like, reach out if you have questions, like reach out if you need anything. And at the beginning of my college experience, I didn't really do that. I didn't want to like burden them um, and I didn't want to come across as like someone who just asked for too much. But now as a senior, like when I tell an underclassman yeah. to reach out, like I genuinely mean like reach mm -hmm. out because I will be here if you need anything. And so I wish that I had just taken advantage of those opportunities to reach out to people who had offered more because I feel like a lot of good could have come from that um, had I started doing that earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what would you say are ways you can do that at Duke? Um, yeah, um, just like as simple as going to your professor, professor's office hours. Um, Flunch is a great way of doing that. Um, a lot of alums are open to coffee chats. So just using um, like the Duke alumni database or reaching out to them on LinkedIn, um, just as simple as sending a quick message asking for like 15 minutes of their time to have a coffee chat um, can make a really big difference in your knowledge of like a specific industry or um, could just help you make like a really cool connection uh, with someone who understands what you've been through. Absolutely. Totally agree. No, totally. It's funny because I'm like an e-teamer, um, like 
for reference, the E-team is, like, when there's a um, an upperclassman who has, like, a cohort of freshmen that they, like, are there to help advise whatever. And it's so funny because, like, every other week I'm like, hey, if anyone needs anything, like, text me, call me, whatever. I'm super free. And no one ever calls yeah. me or anything. And I'm like, please. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to, like, still be a part of things that happen freshman year, you yeah. know? Like, I want to be a part of all of it. Like, please reach out. Um, awesome. Yeah, I guess jumping into what I think um, I would have told my freshman year self is to, like, A, lean into friendships that, like, feel right. Don't try to force any friendships. It's daunting because early on you want to make as many friends as possible. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not – it's almost like you want to stay friends with a bunch of people, but it's some of them just aren't worth it. And others are, like, you know that that's what's going to make you happy, so lean into that. Um yeah, I think jumping off of that is my freshman year self and, and freshman and sophomore year didn't make a lot of engineering friends within mechanical engineering for me. Um, and it wasn't until like junior year that I became really close with a couple of other mechanical engineers that I was like, wait, school can be fun yes. too? Like yes. what? <laughs> I'm like, now I can like work on group projects with people that I know. And there's, there's so much value in that because when you're enjoying what you're learning, which I wasn't not enjoying it before, mm-hmm. but when you are like truly enjoying the people around and everything like that, like you just learn so much and it's so much more meaningful in the long run. Yeah, I wanted to actually echo that because, like, the thing you said about, um, like, lean on to friendships that are, like, worth it or, like, that you know um, will, like, it's, like, reciprocated in a way because I feel like sometimes I, I'm i a very, like, social person, so I'm easily, like, outgoing. I'll just, like, meet new people and just mm-hmm. make friends. But I got this new rule where, like, if I reach out to them three times, like, yeah. and I, I don't see that reciprocated after the third time, I, like, stop reaching out, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, I don't make the initi- initiative to do that. Because yeah. um, then I just feel, like, it's a way of gauging, like, whether you are as important and mm-hmm. you make, um, like, you make them a priority, but they may not. And so um, I kind of, in a way, it's, like, not, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just, like, <laughs> it's, like... You deserve to feel like yes. a priority. Oh, yeah, yeah, I deserve to not be, like, oh, a second choice. Or, like, I For sure. should should not, like, force my way into any friend groups. Like, if mm-hmm. I vibe with people, I vibe. And I'm just going to stay with the people I feel are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. Yeah, I also had a very similar story to both of you where, like, I feel like my Pratt experience just became so much better when I, like actually found friends within my ECE major who I loved and like could take classes with and I was like wow like school can also be super enjoyable because you don't even notice that you're doing work together because these people are people that value me and reciprocate and actually answer my text you know when I ask them to hang out or or do work and so yeah for me junior spring I met um, what is now my entire senior design team and like the fact that we all took this class together like even if it wasn't our topic of like individual interest but we just took that class because it's like what fit with all of our schedules I think just shows like how much you're willing to care for each other and support each other um so yeah this is all great great advice I totally agree with all of it um I guess from like I think it's also very obvious that we're all women in engineering (laughs) right now you know um and so as a woman in STEM I think there can also be like some challenges that Uh, come along that maybe at least for me I didn't notice were challenges and kind of just brush them off like 
throughout my Duke experience, but now looking back on it, I realize, oh, maybe there were some people who had like implicit biases against me um, and just maybe said or did things that were not necessarily appropriate. Like, how has your experience been in Pratt as a woman in STEM? Have there been any challenges? Um, and if so, like, where did you find support and community and guidance and how to navigate those situations? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing that helped me get through Pratt as a woman was finding like affinity groups on campus specifically for women um, like the Society for Women Engineers, Women in Technology and DTech um, has been like an incredible organization that I've really leaned on throughout my time and I think all of those combined like having fantastic peers and mentors encouraging me to be more assertive, helping me talk through problems that I was having with people in groups or classmates. Um, it was fantastic to be able to see like the things that I was going through like reflected in other people and have a support system for like dealing with those. Um, and I will definitely be looking for other women to lean on like in the professional world and hope to become like a resource for other women as well. Definitely. Yeah, I absolutely echo all of that. Um, and I think for me, it's just kind of seeing more female role models in the engineering department. Um, I feel like like Dr. Buholz and um, uh, my PI, like Dr. Segura, like Tatiana Segura, like I'm seeing like very like women being in powerful positions and making decisions. And in a way, it kind of gave me like sort of a confidence that I could just do anything. Um, and in engineering, it's like hard because in BME, it's pretty split 50-50 in terms of like women and um, like men. Um, and I didn't firsthand experience like things like, oh, like women can't do this or do that. But sometimes a lot of my guy friends do like mansplain stuff. And I'm like, okay, like I know how this code works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know where the wires go. Like you don't have to like dumb it down for me in sure. a way. Um, but like I think being I aware of that things that happen and still like I call them out. But um, I feel like like seeing these women and like um, being part of like friend groups that have like a lot of women in them, um, it makes me feel like I can sort of do anything. I know that sounds cliche, but like <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I like I like it. Yeah, I think uh, the only, like, non-thing that hasn't been said yet that I wanted to say is that um, it's almost like once you realize, like, the power you have, like, in, in exerting, like, confidence, mm -hmm. um, like, the respect you will command. It's almost like, I like, I think I'm at a point now where I'm, like, I, I get so much joy from, like, just showing up and like shocking people that I'm either a mechanical engineer or like I did all this work or whatever that they yeah. were like yeah. I didn't think I would do and I'm like it's it's almost like um it's not like you're proving anyone wrong but you're just like I'm like I'm here and that that you know that gives me the worth like like everyone deserves to walk around with confidence mm -hmm. and um in doing so you just like command the respect you deserve absolutely absolutely um, if I could add, I think another thing that really helped me like get through a pretty male-dominated field was finding men who were like allies mm -hmm. and who, you know, were willing to like 
because sometimes, you know, people slip up. There are, like, there, like mansplaining happens and, you know, it doesn't necessarily make someone, like, a bad person or a bad teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, but finding, like, men who, you know, respect women and who respect um, all that we're capable of um, and who are willing to, like, listen and understand, um, like, all of the things that we go through has been, like, really helpful as well. For sure, for sure. Finding allies is huge. Um, and once you find them, uh, as you mentioned before, stick with them. <laughs> Those people are great um, and people show their true colors pretty early on. And so um, take that uh, and, and run with it, right? So some of you touched upon like mentors and role models and even the workforce. Like, What are you planning to do post-graduation and how did you decide on that? And also how did, like, I guess, engineering help um, you find that path? Awesome. Yeah, I can go first. I'm actually, so I'm from New York. I've lived on the East Coast my whole life, but I'm moving out to Scottsdale, Arizona uh, for a two-year-long rotational program. Um, There's like a bunch of different positions I could fill, but I'm mostly interested in like product management, product development, or possibly some operation roles. Um, I found this company because they were at the Duke Career Fair. um, And I like interviewed with them like a couple days later. And then I realized that, like, the manager that I'd be reporting to was also a dookie. And I was like, this feels comfortable for, like, a place that is so far away I've never been to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess I just showed up eventually to, um, like, the super day. And at first I was, like, so freaked out because this is a place I'd never been before and I don't know anyone here. But you can just tell that the company, like, wanted you to feel comfortable and... They were so laid back, especially compared to, like, the New York lifestyle (laughs) I was used to. Um, So I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, let's do something for two years that I'm not super comfortable with and see what happens. That's awesome. Way to, like, jump into something new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, For me, uh, I... I'm taking two gap years before applying to medical school. um, And in those two years, I think I'm kind of uh, deciding between a couple of different things, um, whether to do like a master's in public health or do like clinical research. Um, I have like a few offers in Boston, um, which I'm trying to consider. Um, It'll be like a fellowship in dermatology um, and I'll be getting a lot of patient experience um, because I realize I love talking to patients and people. Mm. Um, And one of the things I feel like COVID took away from like me and just like a lot lot of other people looking into like medical fields and healthcare Mm -hmm. is being able to talk to people like in person Um, but once everything opened up I I like valued that so much being able to like go to the emergency department like sitting down and like screening patients for social needs like I absolutely love that and I want to find other ways to do that before I actually go into medicine Um, and so yeah I'm excited I'm also very nervous because I've never been outside of North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. and it's my, it'll be my first time living away, like, actually away oh, from home, because okay. Duke is super close, um, and it's also going to be hard to, like, be independent, I feel like, um, and I, it's going to be a, a learning curve for sure, but I think I need that at this point in my life to know, uh, to grow as a person, um, yes. and, like, grow emotionally, spiritually, and mentally as well. That's awesome. Very exciting. Oh, my gosh, you're going to do great. <laughs> um, I will be working at a tech company in D.C. Uh, as a solutions engineer. I actually pivoted um, from software engineering to solutions engineering, and 
Um, solutions engineering is, is more so a role where uh, I would work with clients to solve issues that they're having with my company's platform um, and sort of go through the debugging process without having to get really, really deep into the code. Um, and I had great experiences doing software internships, but I realized that kind of like you were saying, Mona, I wasn't talking to people. Um, and I really, really needed that. Um, so having those internships was a great way of realizing what I was looking for in a job. Um, and I'm really fortunate that I was able to pivot to a position um, that I'm really excited about. And I love DC, so I can't wait for graduation. It's lovely. Oh my gosh, everyone's so different. That's like <laughs> right? really yeah. all over the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah my I goodness, how exciting. My last question, uh, which is probably going to be the hardest question, mm. in one word, can you describe how your Duke experience has been? Could be a hyphenated word if you need. <laughs> I got it. Electric. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I need to think about this. Ooh, I don't know. Persevering. Yeah, that's a good one. All encompassing. <laughs> 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 good one. Yeah. Me? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I would say eye opening. Like, mm. just. There, there's wow. The hyphen. <laughs> there's a hyphen. Yeah, just. My mind has been blown <laughs> throughout Duke uh, in many ways. But thank you so much for all of you yeah, for chatting. This was so lovely um, and great to also, like, be able to have that full circle reunion, uh, you know, meeting freshman fall and then mm-hmm. now senior spring. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Crazy town. Yeah. 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 <laughs>Okay, this is Becky again, and I am here. I am a little sad, but also happy again because we have another one of our co-hosts that's a senior and graduating, and I have known Sydney since her very first day (laughs) classes here because I was lucky to have her in the EGR 101 design class, and uh, Sydney, you have done so many things <laughs> while you're here. What yeah. has been, can, can you even like sum up your experience at Duke? Yeah, for sure. I will try my best. Um, I think I was super lucky to have Dr. Simmons and Dr. Santian as my EJR 101 professors. Um, it was pretty hard, I'm not gonna lie, starting out. Like we just talked about how, you know, I got my a C in Chem 101 and a B minus in Calc 1, uh, both of which were classes like I had already taken in high school. And so I feel like at first I was a little discouraged about, you know, can I do engineering? Can I like, you know, succeed uh, throughout the rest of Pratt? Uh, but my professors were so <laughs> motivating and encouraging and reminded me that like the grades were not an accurate reflection of my actual knowledge because if anyone, you know, asked me to explain what I was doing, I could do it. Um, I think through a lot of like different trial and errors of trying different clubs, different internships, um, talking to a bunch of students and professors, I eventually like maybe junior year found, uh, I guess, research as the path that I wanted to pursue. And most of that was from like Bass Connections and talking to Dr. Simmons um, in my summer internship. So next year I'm, I'm going to do a PhD, uh, which is not at all like what I thought I would end up doing. I applied to Duke BME pre-med. And so I've just been really grateful to Duke and it's like 
access to so many resources in every area that I could possibly want to do, such that when I switched my majors, you know, within Pratt, uh, I never, like, fell behind on schedule, and I could participate in clubs that were super overlapping, and some didn't overlap at all, but somehow in the end, the puzzle pieces all fit together, um, and I've, I've really enjoyed my experience, and I'm sad to leave, but uh, I, I feel like I'm smiling a lot uh, thinking about uh, how the past four years have gone. And I, I remember talking about, like, grades, yeah. but also, <laughs> like, the things that make a amazing student, mm-hmm. and I will say that you, like, checked all the boxes oh, and identified yeah. You were engaged. Yeah. You were excited. Best communication. Like, oh, uh, giving you. presentations, I still remember uh, writing on, like, the reviews or, or thinking about, like, that was the best presentation yeah. I've seen when you presented Thank your you. work. Yeah. And uh, curious and just super positive. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing, though. You yeah. are very humble. Oh, and <laughs> and yeah. so I'm going to do some bragging for sure, you sure. right now. Um, Stanford, scholarship, mm-hmm. all paid, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where you're going next, which is amazing. Uh, young trustee, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is one undergrad that is chosen. Uh, yeah. Like Some of the accolades, a paper, you, you just were telling me, you've got yeah. a paper accepted for a conference coming up mm-hmm. um, at the American Society of uh, Engineering Education. Um, so with all of these things, like, is there, what are you excited about? Young trustees, Stanford, like what are, what does the future hold for Sydney? Yeah, oh gosh, I don't know what the future holds. Um, I think what I'm most excited about is, um, I guess when you get all these titles, you know, Duke sends out a bunch of emails about you (laughs) and your name. And so um, I guess whether I want to or not, I guess my name is kind of now known on campus. And what excites me about that is I feel like then people can can see my journey and see how the puzzle pieces fit together, and then they like reach out and talk to me about it. And so that's what excites me the most, I guess, is is talking to especially underclassmen about navigating their Duke experience. You know, asking like I remember asking many upperclassmen like, how did you get to where you were? Um, and just really taking their advice to heart. And so uh, yeah, I I love I guess just I feel like more people are starting to talk to me, which is making me really happy um, because I've you know received great advice from so many people, and I would I would love to pass that on to others uh, and just, you know, continue to empower and encourage students to, like, challenge what they believe they can do. Because, like, yeah, like, I personally, like, did not think I would get Young Trustee or, like, that um, scholarship for Stanford or even get into, you know, Stanford uh, for my PhD. Uh, and, and yet it all happened through a lot of encouragement. So, yeah, I'm excited to, I guess, now be the one encouraging others. <laughs> That's great. And, and so for someone that is just a little bit nervous or saying, oh, I, you know, I would never... I don't think I could even get this or yeah. even yeah. S- spend the time doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is what is your advice? How do, how do you take oh, that yeah. first step? Yeah, someone gave me great advice that was like, uh, don't be the person who, like, blocks yourself from success, whether that success is, like, happiness, um, like, actually receiving, you know, a scholarship or getting into Duke or whatever that um, can be. You know, like, let the committee, for example, like the admissions committee, um, decide are you a good fit for the school or not. Um, if you don't apply, there's a 0% chance that you'll get in and you're the one who's, like, saying no. Uh, but someone else can also say yes, you know. And so if it... And also just learning that a rejection is not necessarily meaning that you're not qualified, but more of just, like, you're not a good fit. You know, there's plenty of grad schools that um, I thought, you know, I I really wanted to go to, and then I didn't get accepted, and then I reflect on it later, and it's like, oh, well, like, they don't even have a med school, for example, like, on their campus, and I'm interested in translational research, so it's like, that wouldn't even have made sense for me to go there. Um, But at the time, you know, maybe I I couldn't see that perspective. Um, 
so yeah I would just say taking that first step um, is all about just like trying and, and kind of putting uh, like what's the, what's the phrase um, putting in someone else's hands and letting them decide for you which is super scary like it's not easy to do uh, but sometimes all you have to do is like click that submit button and then you're done and then you just leave the rest of it to the universe and then if it's meant to work out I think it'll work out I think so. And things have really now worked out yeah. for you. I'm so <laughs> yeah. happy. Um, and, and a lot of that, though, is because you have, we were talking about this earlier, you've mm-hmm. put yourself out there. You take some yeah. risks and, mm-hmm. um, again, the super positive. Um, and I think everyone, you say people are, are getting to know you on campus coming up. Yeah. Everyone just adores you. Oh, so, you. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really fantastic. Now, for if you were thinking of, Duke, what would mm-hmm. be like the your favorite thing or part? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. class, but maybe sure. like a, a feeling or yeah, theme. definitely community. I would say I think like whether you're in you know Cameron and screaming like I did tent twice. Um, so um, like the Duke versus UNC game was definitely something I think of when I think of Duke. Uh, or you're you know in your like Pratt classes and like my senior design team like we met junior spring uh, those friends and then we've taken the same classes like throughout all the senior year and so that community has been super strong and it doesn't even feel like work uh, you know when we're working together um, or, or taking classes and then even outside of Duke like I, I was interning uh, this last summer in Boston and I remember I was just walking on the street like wearing a Duke sweatshirt like did not say anything and this random guy comes up to me and was like oh my gosh like do you go to Duke he's like I'm class of 1983 and, like gave me his whole life story and they like, gave me his like business cards like if you ever want to talk or like I can buy like all these things and at that point I had never even like confirmed that I was a Duke student yes. with him but like he was just so excited and passionate about like another Blue Devil um, and like you know wanting to do that mentorship we had previously mentioned and so yeah I think that Duke I just think of community um, and people lifting up each other it's, it's not a cutthroat environment at all um, and people understand that it's like really hard to figure out what you want to do uh, but if you have like the right people surrounding you um, and ask questions and and are you know you can be afraid to try new things but you can still try new things um, then then I think like at the end of the day it'll, it'll all work out. Agreed, agreed. And now you're that person going up yeah. to have someone with yeah. a Duke teacher, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm going to be the alumni asking <laughs> yes. people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay, some random questions. Sure. What is your favorite spot on campus? Ooh, my favorite spot? Um, probably Woo, <laughs> I would say. Uh, the Broadhead Center is like our campus eatery. It's just beautiful because it's, it's all glass. Um, but I also really like how, depending on what hour in the day you're there, like it's just totally different vibes. Like in the morning, I really like to study there when it's like quiet and like the workers... Um, are just like setting up you know getting the food ready if you go in the middle of the day it's like lunch rush hour and you have to like wait in line forever to get food but then you're talking to people that maybe you don't you know see in classes and then at night I feel like I also eat dinner there uh, with friends or out on the plaza sometimes so um, yes part of it is because I'm a huge foodie but also it's just a really beautiful building and can have like such a variety of, of positive experiences there. So what is your favorite food from Oh Oh yeah this is very easy um, I go to ginger and soy like almost every day um, um, their poke bowls, I would say their salmon poke bowls, really good, and also Yotaku's uh, dancing eel sushi. Oh, so, good. Yeah, those so are my top two. Call out <laughs> yeah. for those things. Mm-hmm. And I, that was you. You answered one of my questions, kind of, um, because I was going to say, what is your favorite, or maybe say your secret study spot on campus? Ooh, my secret study spot. That's a good question. Um, you live on campus. Yeah, I right? do live on campus, so it's really easy to find so many good um, study spots. I guess um, 
I really like Wilkinson a lot. The new engineering building is super beautiful and you can like find so many classrooms in there um, that you can study in and reserve. I guess on the, the like third and fourth floors, it's there in both, but there's like that like pod room that's like super small and like maybe like two to four people can fit in it. Um, and there's like only the glass door uh, there, so you can't really like see out of it. I guess it just like, it's like a good focus study spot, but you can also like work on your project teams there. Um, so yeah, Wilkinson is really cool, but like the mini pod rooms on each floor, I would say are also like a good study spot to not be distracted as well. And they're not, they're not crazy. You can go and get, oh yeah, get to, definitely. You know, yeah. You can reserve them online and sometimes it even just opens, so you can just walk in, in. too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So now advice for like underclass, let's say, yeah. or should we say a prospective student first sure. coming to Duke yeah. and then someone at Duke? Yeah. Yeah. Um, best advice, if you're considering engineering, I'll preface with that. Uh, I think you should come to Duke. (laughs) I'm biased, but um, engineering is really hard to figure out if you're going to like it. I think if you don't take EGR 101 and at Duke, luckily, like that's a requirement for all of us. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's basically like imagine senior design, but your first fall. And so there's no like lectures or labs or like uh, assignments and homeworks. It's just pretty much like all design and you build an actual product that gets implemented in the real world, which, you know, when you're 17 or 18 can sound really scary. Um, But I think it's also like super exciting to be like, this is what engineering is like. And if you love this hands on stuff and you wouldn't rather be like reading a book or writing an essay, like then I think engineering is for you. Um, If you don't like it, that's also fine. But it's really nice, I think, to know like the first semester versus having to take like two years of prereqs and then you get to design courses and you're like, oh, I hate this, you know, but I need to graduate. Um, so yeah, that would say if, if you're considering engineering, like Duke is an awesome place to figure that out because of the EGR uh, 101 course, first year design. Um, and also Dr. Simmons teaches it too. So uh, you'll get to meet her. And if, I feel like I feel really lucky that I've known her throughout like all four years. Cause I think I would have been a little sad if I just like met her senior year or something. <laughs> I've been like, oh, I wish I would have known her for longer because she's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, I feel uh, also, as I said at the beginning, just so lucky to oh, to have known you from like day one yeah. all yeah. the way to graduation mm-hmm. and beyond. Yes, we are still going to be talking oh, yeah. after. Hands down. Hands down. Um, <laughs> So if you were going to sum up, Duke, we, we do it in like one word. Like, oh, yeah. What's the one word? Yeah, um, I would say eye-opening. Um, I know it's hyphenated, so maybe not <laughs> exactly counts. one word. Um, but you just gain exposure to so many different things when you're here, whether that's like people of different backgrounds or uh, of like, like whether that's race, you know, socioeconomic status, gender, et cetera, um, all the way to like interest levels. Like so many of my immediate like circle of friends are like English majors and like history and pub hall and stuff. I've never taken a class in, um, but I can still talk to them about it. Uh, and I think that's really cool. Um, plus, yeah, I got to study abroad, you know, and so going to a different country and like speaking a different language was also, you know, a big learning curve. And so I feel like Duke has challenged me in in ways that I've never been challenged before. But um, once you like find the light at the end of the tunnel and like you overcome those challenges and and learning curves, whether that's with like friendships or with classroom um, academic related stuff, it's just like, whoa, like your worldview, I feel like just expands a lot. Um, And maybe that's specific to me because I, you know, grew up in the same town my whole life. And so I just, I guess, you know, hadn't seen more than what was immediately around me um, back in New York. And yeah, coming to Duke has just been so, so eye opening and uh, figuring out what I want to do. Um, None of like, I guess 
everything I'm going to do post-graduation, I didn't know it existed when I came in. I think that's been, like, one of the coolest things yeah, that's um, awesome. about coming here. Mm-hmm. And you, and you uh, like, dealt with COVID the whole time you were an yeah, undergrad. I did. So I did. you had all of these experiences, mm-hmm. like this positive view. Yeah. And had to be super adaptable with yes. COVID. Yeah, exactly. That was another learning curve. Like, you know, I remember my, I took ECE 110, just intro to ECE um, online and having to like hold my laptop like over my circuit to like try to have, you know, your TAs debug and all this stuff for sending them photos. Like it was hard. It was difficult. And, and of course, not ideal for hands-on learners. But I think, you know, when we're back in person and you actually, you know, get to go into lab and, and touch things and use equipment, all of a sudden you just become that much more grateful for like being able to be in person so yeah the learning curve again benefits in the end sometimes in the moment it's really hard um but just push through and and i promise you it it gets better eventually Mm -hmm. and okay so let's let's our last thing what are 10 years down the line (laughs) where is sydney oh gosh any Um, thoughts on that i i would love honestly to be an egr 101 professor i think like um I've gained a lot of fulfillment uh, from like teaching and mentoring kids, and I've been fortunate enough to like have really awesome mentors. Um, my thesis, you know, is is on like um, I guess student desire to like pursue a STEM degree, and a lot of the research that I've done through my Fast Connections project is like the impact of role models and like um, seeing someone doing what you're doing who looks like you. You know, I I didn't even notice, but in my acknowledgement slide of like my thesis, I like list all the professors and people at Duke who. Um, I guess have been really important to me, and I, I, they're all female, and oh, I was like, this is definitely like not a coincidence, but like in the moment, I guess I, until like you see it on your slide, like I didn't even notice that, and so, um, I guess you know representation, I'm, I'm really passionate about, and, um, I just had like such a great intro to engineering, and and I really think that like, um, that those like introductory classes are like the turning points of of people desiring to like go down a path or not, and. Um, just having that support system is, is so crucial. And so um, if I can, like, I guess, reciprocate that for the next generation, that would be awesome. So so 10 yeah. years, you'll be back here, yeah, too. Hopefully, <laughs> yes, hopefully. I would love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. And then we could teach 101 together. That would be so I, fun. Oh, my gosh. I, I am going to yeah. take you up on that. Yeah, I'll no, be calling do. you. <laughs> please do. So, uh, yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. Um, final parting words sure. for our audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Thank you for listening, I guess. Um, I feel like you've probably, I guess, seen the growth of like all the co-hosts, especially those who have, um, you know, been on here for a couple of seasons. Uh, it was so fun, I guess, doing this podcast. It really allowed me to, you know, to not only meet new people and, and work on my communication skills, but also just, like I mentioned about the eye-opening pieces of Duke, like there were so many things I didn't even know existed, of like, you know, nutritionists on campus um, and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I appreciate all of you who are listening. <laughs> um, it, it means the world. And I hope you liked my Canva graphics <laughs> on our Instagram. Yes, um, yeah. Sydney has done yeah. all of those. So that was also super fun to do. But yeah, I guess it's, it's just a thank you. Um, and maybe I'll be back on the podcast in the future as an alumni. We'll see how yes. it goes. Um, but in the meantime, yes, it's been really great. And I'm so happy that Dr. Simmons asked me to join it. Um, because yeah, this was like a huge part of my Duke experience. And I'm really excited that like I was able to do it for so long. Thank you so yeah. much, Sydney. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, I'm sad, but so excited yeah. about your yeah. journey. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. Yes, all credit to Dr. Simmons, for sure. <laughs> so this was, this was definitely in part to her. I could not have done like all of this without her. So um, Dr. Simmons is also super humble and does not, in my opinion, <laughs> doesn't take credit for how amazing she is. No. Um, because, yeah, even like on campus, people who are not even Mackie, like, 
when I've I've um, been like doing a lot of like tour guide stuff for and like for Blue Devil Days for you know prospective students who are coming and like I don't even mention other people mention you know like <laughs> oh if you come you should take a class with Dr. Simmons and oh so, goodness um, yeah Dr. Simmons is also famous um, uh. and arguably the best professor at Duke and so um, if you're listening and you come to Duke Rebecca Simmons <laughs> that's who you should look for on Duke Hub. <laughs> thank you Sydney thank yeah, you yeah. we'll see now I've got it now I got to live up to it yeah. for everyone no, that comes you already up. do you so. already do for sure <laughs> okay well thank you everyone and thank you, Sydney. Yeah, thank you. Bye. This Engineering Life is brought to you and supported by the Pratt School of Engineering at Duke University. A special thanks to all of our interviewees for sharing their experiences. Our senior producer is Dr. Rebecca Simmons. Our editors are Priya Juarez, Raina Verbensky, and Richard Kim. Our theme music is from Silverman Sound, Audio Audix, and Kevin McLeod. Thank you so much for tuning into our extended Senior Reflections episode. We've really enjoyed chatting with you guys all year. And a special shout out to our graduating seniors, Priya and Sydney. We can't wait to see what amazing things you guys have in store and have you back on the podcast in the future. Meet us right back here next fall for season eight of This Engineering Life. You can find this episode and more resources online at thisengineeringlife.com. I'm Priya. I'm Raina. I'm Richard. And I'm Sydney. And this has been This Engineering Life. See you again soon.